Good evening, listeners. Welcome to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank. This is episode 37. I'm excited to be here with you all tonight. I am your host, and you're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key at noon in Georgia. I hope everyone's having a great night. It's now time to enter the late night madness. The first thing that we're going to talk about in the world of the MLB in our first game is between the Colorado Rockies versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Josh Lowe hit a tie-breaking two-run homer in the eighth inning, and the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Colorado Rockies 5-3 on Thursday night for a three-game sweep. Luke Rowley and Isaac Paredes also homer for Tampa Bay, which remained two games back of Baltimore in the AL East, but in a position for a wild-card spot. Lowe's 17th homer was the longest of the three at 452 feet. It's pretty cool, but they all count the same, he said. Tampa Bay has won four straight games and six of their last seven. I'd rather just win without coming back just to get the lead in the first and keep it the whole way. But you take wins however you can get them, said manager Kevin Cash. The Rays came from behind in all three of their wins against the Rockies, rallying with a nine-run eighth inning on Tuesday and winning in the tenth the following day. We're going to need games like this in the postseason, Lowe said, but in this time, we did have good practice. Colorado has lost four in a row and dropped to 20-46 on the road to go along with a 28-33 record at Coors Field. With three more losses, the Rockies would ensure their fifth straight losing season. With the score 3-3, Lowe followed Randy Arizona, infield single with his 17th homer, a drive off Matt Koch. But Jason Adams struck out five of six batters, and P. Fairbanks struck out three around a single in the ninth for his 16th save and 17 chances. The Rockies starter, Peter Lambert gave up two runs and four hits and struck out six and five innings. He threw 99 pitches, matching his career high from July 23rd, 2019. I thought I made a lot of good pitches early, and they just battled. Fouled some pitches off, got deep into the count, Lambert said. But sure enough, my pitch count was up pretty quickly. Rally hit his 18th homer in the second then tripled and scored on Basby's single in the fourth. Nolan Jones hit a three-run homer in the fifth against Erasmo Ramirez. Jones' 13th home run on the year, and Paredes hit his 26th homer in the sixth against Tommy Doyle. Jones had three hits in his 17th multi-hit homer game. So Tampa Bay's Yandy Diaz went 0 for 4, ending his streak of six straight multi-hit games. But now we're on to our training room report. Infielder Taylor Walls, on the injured list since July 22nd with a left oblique strain, he will play two to four rehab games at AAA Durham before returning to the active roster next week. But also in this game, it was the Tampa Bay Rays who took this game T.A. Gaston, folks, to the bank by the score of 5-3. Into this next game of the MLB news we go. We're going to recap upon tonight. It's between 
the Chicago Cubs versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ian Hop hit a go-ahead single in the 10th inning, lifting the Chicago Cubs to a 5-4 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates on Thursday night. Nico Horner grounded to short to move automatic runner Mike Toshman to third before Dansby Swanson walked and took second on a wild pitch. Hop then dropped a single into right off Thomas Hatch, driving in Toshman with Swanson scoring when right fielder with Connor Joe bobble the ball. Once I saw the ball land, that's when I kind of took off, Swanson said. But the number one rule of base running is when your eyes are up and you keep your eyes on the ball. I feel like I saw a kick away from Joe, but saw a kick away. Just kept going, but it was a big moment for us. But Chicago, at 67-60, has won 5 of 6 to move 3 games back of the first place Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Central. Daniel Palencia walked Jack Swinski to start the ninth. And Alfonso Arivas bunt was caught by catcher Jan Gomez before Andrew McCutcheon grounded into a force out at second. Yiwon Bay then walked before K. Brian Hayes flew out to deep center to strand two. Adbert Alazo allowed Hayes to score on a sacrifice fly from Joe, but he did not give up a hit in the 10th for his 20th save. This was a phenomenal character win. Cubs manager David Ross said, Good job by the bullpen. Adbert locking it down. I thought Palencia threw a nice inning. So again, good team win. But Rob Zatzernari allowed one run coming off a single from Cody Bellinger. And he lined it left with two outs on two hits in the first inning after being recalled from AAA Indianapolis. The Cubs tacked on two more runs of Andre Jackson in a second, and Saya Suzuki scored on Yemeyer Candelario's sacrifice fly, and Horner made it a 3-0 game with an RBI single to right. Jackson went six innings, allowed just two runs. He was really good, Pirates manager Derek Shelton said. He was in control. He mixed and matched his pitches, and that changeup was excellent. Just an overall really effective outing for him. But Bay cut the deficit to 3-1 to on an RBI single to right in the second. Joshua Palacios tied it with a two-run homer in the third, setting a fastball from Justin Steele 420 feet in the Allegheny River beyond the wall and right. Knew we got that one. Felt really good about it, Palacios said. Had a plan, and we executed it. I was happy about that. It would have been better if we got the win, but we did have good swinging and great at-bats in the game. Steele gave up three runs on six hits with six strikeouts in six innings, his 17th quality start of the 24 this season. It was a great team win, Steele said. Just wanted to make sure I was doing my part, keeping the team in the ball game. Didn't feel like I had my sharpest stuff tonight. But when your stuff is kind of like that, you just want to go out there and give the team a good chance to win the ball game. But now, we're on to our training rooms report. For the Cubs, right-handed pitcher Keegan Thompson was recalled from AAA Iowa with right-handed pitcher Michael Tucker optioned to Iowa. As for the Pirates, shortstop O'Neill Cruz 
said he has not ruled out returning this season. On Wednesday, Director of Sports Medicine Todd Tomsky said Cruz was longer running due to left foot general soreness and his rehab from a fractured left fibula has plateaued. As for left-handed pitcher Angel Perdomo, he left he has a left elbow discomfort and was transferred to the 60-day injury list and right-handed pitcher Johan Ramirez was optioned to Indianapolis, making room for Zarensky on the 26-man roster. But all in all in this game, in this barn burner, it was the Chicago Cubs who took the Pittsburgh Pirates to you guessed it, folks, to the bank by the score of 5-4. In our last game of the MLB News, we go. We've got the Washington Nationals versus the New York Yankees. Alex Call hit a go-ahead two-run homer off Tommy Kennel in the seventh inning. And C.J. Abrams followed with a solo shot. And the Washington Nationals beat the Yankees 6-5 on Thursday to send the New York Yankees to its 10th loss in 11 games. That is pretty incredible in that regard. You don't really see Yankee teams do this. They got to really get their command back. And if this was a day after his first career homer, Andrew Judge homered on his first pitch from Patrick Corbin. And Glaber Torres hit a two-run homer in the third as the Yankees built a 3-1 lead. The last place New York Yankees, 61-66, has not won consecutive games since August. And they are 1-11-3 in its last 15 series, losing seven straight rubber games. Wow. Washington has won four straight series and nine of its last 12 games. At 59-69, tying the New York Mets for the fourth best team in the NL East. The Nationals had held sole possession of last season, of last since July, June 13th. So, the Nationals dedicated their 12th win when trailing after six innings to outfielder Stone Garrett, who fractured his left fibula attempting to catch DJ LeMahieu's home run in the seventh inning Wednesday. But what happened yesterday with Stone? And they came back and did what they had to do to come back. But we did a lot with those boys. And Washington manager Dave Martinez said, I know they really wanted to win today. But John Carlos Stanton had his first four-hit game since May 4th of 2021. He homered in the eighth inning of Jordan Weems and hit an RBI single of Kyle Finnegan. In the ninth, before Harrison Botter, batting in the rain, hit a game-ending flyout to a stumbling call on the center field warning track. You really can't tell how hard he hit that. But call was the final out. He hit it decent. And it was going to be a little bit of a ways for me to run, but then to catch it and win the game, that was very exciting. New York dropped to 30-4, and four, including playoffs when Judge and Stanton both homer. Cannell also gave up Jake Lou's RBI single on a hard grounder off the glove of rookie shortstop Anthony Volpe, pulling the Nationals to 3-2. Cole and Abrams followed with the consecutive homers of Cannell's changeup. 
Abrams stood at the plate and admired his no-doubt drive to right before flipping his bat. It was hype. Abrams said of his reaction to the homer, looking into the dugout at the team, trying to get everybody's positive vibes, I fed off Alex's home run. McCannell has allowed eight of nine inherited runners to score. He gave up the tie-breaking home run to Abrams in the eighth inning of Tuesday's series opener. But it seems like I'm missing a middle a lot. So I need to kind of go back and regroup and figure out what we did wrong. And what are we going to do different since the All-Star break? So Joey Manessis boosted the lead to 6-4 to four in the ninth with an RBI infield single off Clay Holmes when the reliever could not feel the ball on the wet field. But New York rookie Everson Pereira doubled in the 8th for his first hit after going 0-11 for 11 to start. But Corbin allowed 3 runs and 7 hits in 6 innings to win his 3rd straight decision. Finnegan got 4 outs for his 23rd save and 30 chances. That was a gut check outing, Finnegan said. But Judge, 28th home run of the season was his 4th and 5 at-bats and 8 in 14 games since August 8th. Volpe's error on Manessis's grounder allowed the tying run in the second, but Torres hit a two-run homer in the third and reached 20 home runs for the fourth time. Michael King moved into the rotation, and he allowed one hit, two walks, and two and two-thirds innings, throwing 50 pitches on the day. Now we got our training room report. As for the Nationals, shortstop Jeter Downs was recalled from AAA Rochester to replace Garrett. Catcher Kyber Ruiz was held out of the lineup because he was feeling lightheaded after taking a foul ball off the mask on Wednesday. Yankees first baseman Anthony Rizzo had a concussion and took batting practice on the field for the second straight day. Outfielder Greg Allen was designated for an assignment on Tuesday. Elect free agent instead of accepting his assignment to Triple-A Scranton Wilkesbury. But all in all, in this game, it was the Washington Nationals who took the New York Yankees to the bank by the score of 6-5. to five. You don't want to go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with the NBA offseason. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate.
This week's property of the week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre tract is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 The Key in Newton, Georgia. And our first story of the NBA offseason is about the LA Clippers preseason will be benefiting the Maui Wildfire. So the LA Clippers preseason opener against the Utah Jazz will be played at the University of Hawaii at Manoa on October 8th with all proceeds from the game being donated to the Hawaii Community Foundation's Maui Strong Fund to benefit the wildfire relief in Lahana. So the Clippers will spend the training camp in Hawaii beginning October 3rd, and during that week leading up to the game, the LA Clippers Foundation and the Hawaii Tourism Authority will assist with the wildfire recovery efforts and the renovation of a local school. So this is the fourth time since 2017 that the Clippers will travel to Hawaii for training camp. The August 8th fire in Lahana was one of the deadliest U.S. wildfires in history with a confirmed death toll of 115, surpassing the biggest California wildfires in recent years. But I do think it is an incredible thing what that this Clippers franchise is going to be doing and working with the the funds and the foundation of the Maui wildfire. It's truly incredible what they're doing for the community, and I really appreciate what they're doing. Now we're on to our next story in the NBA offseason news, and this is about a Milwaukee Bucks star not being comfortable on a signing of a contract extension until he gets a title commitment from the Milwaukee Bucks next. Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis said he does not plan to sign a contract extension when he becomes eligible next month and that he won't sign one until he's comfortable knowing that the organization will continue to compete for a championship. In an interview with the New York Times published Thursday, the two-time MVP said numbers-wise it doesn't make sense, adding that the organization still has something to prove before he potentially signs an extension next summer. Next summer, it would make more sense for both parties. Even then, I don't know, Giannis said in an interview, I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know that everyone's on the same page. Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to make the sacrifices away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel like that's happening, I'm not signing. Giannis will enter the third season of a five-year, $228 million Supermax extension through 2023-24. His contract includes a player option after the 24-25 season. The Bucks can offer 
Giannis a three-year $173 million extension beginning September 22nd. However, Giannis outlined the factors that will go into his decision-making before he signs his next deal. At the end of the day, I feel like all my teammates know and the organization knows that I want to win a championship, he told the Times. As long as we're on the same page with that and you show me and we go together to win a championship, I'm all for it. The moment I feel like, oh yeah, we're trying to rebuild, there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. But Giannis reiterated a desire he has expressed in the past to remain with one franchise his entire career, as Kobe Bryant and Dirk Nowitzki did. But he is also called the winning of his NBA title back in 2021. The best feeling he had in basketball, period. He indicated that he would prioritize that feeling above all else when it comes to his future. At the end of the day, being a winner, it's over that goal. And Giannis told the Times, winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't want with them not wanting to win another championship. But Milwaukee is coming off a disappointing first-round exit back in April, despite entering the playoffs as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Following their exit, the Bucks fired coach Mike Budenholzer and hired Adrian Griffin, who was an assistant coach for the Toronto Raptors. Aside from that change, Milwaukee's offseason was focused on bringing back its own core of free agents. The Bucks signed Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton to new deals to prevent them from leaving. So, will they be in on trying to capture another crown? Giannis has got to be convinced, and I can't blame him, especially when he has been a household name for this franchise ever since he's been there. The Greek freak needs to see a team around him that's willing and wants to have the desire and devotion to go get an NBA championship. We'll be back, folks. We're about to go into the NFL offseason. You don't want to miss it. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Suite A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. 
Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 The Key out of Noonan, Georgia. And now we're on to our first story of the NFL offseason segment. And this is about a Dallas Cowboys former All-Pro being inducted into the Ring of Honor. Next. DeMarcus Ware's 2023s keeps getting better. Inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in August, Ware will be inducted into the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor at some point this season. Owner and General Manager Jerry Jones surprised Ware with the announcement on Wednesday after the franchise's leader in sacks hosted the Cowboys kickoff event. Bringing Ware's daughter, Marley, to the stage just as he had when he surprised Ware over the winner when he told him he had been selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I know now, when I came here in 2005 and said, I want to etch my team in the star, and I told Jerry that arrogantly when he asked me, what are your goals? Ware said, every single year I said that. I want to etch my name in the stone in the Dallas Cowboys, and I worked every single year. And when I left here, when I was released, it hurt because I felt like my dad was sending me away from home. But guess what? I got to come back, and it's even something more special, which is awesome. So I'm part of the family now, said Ware. Ware was a first-round pick back in 2005 and became the Cowboys' all-time leader in sacks with 118 folks while being named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And also, the Pro Football Pro Bowl nine different times. A first-team All-Pro for f- and being named to the 2000s All-Decade team. He was released in 2013 in a salary cap and spent his final three seasons with the Denver Broncos, winning a Super Bowl. The Cowboys will announce the game which where will be honored, but it will happen before he receives his Hall of Fame ring on November 30th when the Cowboys play the Seattle Seahawks. But my goodness, DeMarcus Ware. What can I say about him, folks? He was one of the most tenacious pass rushers I have seen in the last 15 years. You can't make this stuff up. This guy was a humanitarian in the community. This guy was virtually almost unblockable. He would do rip moves on the inside, and he was able to do swim moves on the outside. And he was a great leader on this ball club. Organization is very happy to have DeMarcus Ware. But of course, DeMarcus' organization, as far as I'm concerned, Jones said, it would be trite to say you guys do understand how seriously I take this Ring of Honor thing. But it's not no cavalier thing with me. And I recognize the fact that it's a commit. To one of us that happened to have it. But I'd like to think that when you go into the Ring of Honor, 
It also means that it's not where it stops for the Dallas Cowboys organization. He just absolutely has in mind that he wants to make a difference for this community and his organization. And where selection also brings up the question of when Jimmy Johnson will be inducted as well into the Ring of Honor. But when Johnson was named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame back in 2020, Jones said he would add the two-time Super Bowl winning head coach into the Ring of Honor, but never said when. Jones and Johnson have feuded and seemingly made up for that a number of times since they parted ways. But I think that it is very important to realize that this is the Marcus Ware's time this year. Jones said he's a player, Jimmy's not, but who are we comparing with? But fans and former players have clamored for Johnson to be added to the Ring of Honor, and Jones turning 81 in October. Johnson, his former teammate at Arkansas, turned 80 last month, but he is the youngest 80-year-old you ever meet. And I'm right behind him, Jones said. And this thing doesn't run on age. As a matter of fact, I would go the other way if I thought somebody was accusing us of trying to beat the clock. I'm not going to let everyone know that I'm an old man just yet. Jones was talking about himself and not Johnson. But in the end of the day, DeMarcus Ware's had an incredible career. It's incredible what he's done for the Dallas community, a humanitarian, and a great defensive end for plenty of years who's taken his ball club to the playoffs numerous times, an all-pro, well-deserving of the Ring of Honor, DeMarcus Ware. Now we're on to our next story of the NFL offseason, and this is a preseason game between the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Atlanta Falcons. Mike Tomlin didn't waver in his decision to play quarterback Kenny Pickett. And other Pittsburgh starters, even when Atlanta coach Arthur Smith countered with his backups. I just think it's difficult to box without sparring, Tomlin said. But Pickett and the Steelers scored an early knockout. Pickett led two touchdown drives and showed he and the Pittsburgh starters are ready for real games as the Steelers overpowered the Falcons. 24-0 on Thursday night in the final preseason game for both teams. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren ran for touchdowns to cap the only drives led by Pickett, who completed four four passes for 86 yards in his short but productive playing time. The Steelers scored touchdowns on each of their five preseason possessions led by Pickett. I think it's proof that the hard work we put in paid off in the offseason said Kenny Pickett. But Tomlin said his plan to stick with Pickett and other starters on offense for two series was not influenced by Smith holding out his starters. I don't care what Joneses do, Tomlin said, but we're going to do what we do. And the second-year quarterback completed passes of 33 yards to Deontay Johnson and 35 yards to George Pickens on the opening drive before Harris Scored from one. So the former University of Georgia standout reached out for the sideline catch inside the five, despite tight coverage from the Falcons cornerback Natron Brooks. But they're both great players, said Pickett of Johnson and Pickens. I wanted to make sure I did my part and put the ball out there for them. 
and Pickett had a 16-yard pass to Harris before Warren scored on an 8-yard run to cap Pittsburgh's second drive. Atlanta's backups were overwhelmed on both sides of the ball when matched with Pittsburgh's first-team units. Even so, Smith insisted he'll enter the regular season with confidence. I feel the team has got an impressive feel to it in all phases, Smith said, adding the Steelers' big play early in the game and Falcons' late red zone turnover made for a bad recipe. With quarterback Desmond Ritter watching from the sideline, backup Taylor Heineke was sacked by T.J. Watt for a 7-yard loss on Atlanta's first possession. Running back Godwin was dropped by linebacker Aladdin Roberts for a loss of four yards on Atlanta's first snap. After two drives produced a 14-0 lead, Mitch Trubisky replaced Pickett, and backup running back Anthony McFarland Jr. had a 31-yard run to set up Chris Boswell's 38-yard field goal on Pittsburgh's third possession. McFarland's five-yard scoring run pushed the lead to 24-0 in the second quarter. Pittsburgh's first punt came with less than two minutes remaining in the half, and the Falcons wasted a scoring opportunity in the third quarter when the running back Carlos Washington Jr. lost a fumble recovered by Steelers free agent safety Kenny Robinson at Pittsburgh's eight-yard line. So there has been a push, of course, for the roster spots and making his name known. Logan Whiteside made a final push to make the Falcons roster as the third quarterback behind Ritter and Heineke, Woodside took over in the second quarter and played the second half, completing 24-31 passes for 196 yards. He was sacked four times. I thought he played well, Smith said, but Woodside fumbled when he was hit by a linebacker, Quincy Rocher, left late in the game, and Toby Nugwick recovered for Pittsburgh at the Atlanta 25. But the teams must trim their rosters to 53 players on Tuesday. But this was a runaway win. And the first half statistics reflected this and the domination, especially with their starters on the field. Pittsburgh outgained Atlanta 253 yards to 55 in the half, including an overwhelming 128-5 advantage on the ground. McFarland had 10 carries for 55 yards, and the Steelers finished with a 310 to 199 advantage in total yards, including 175 to 40 in the rushing yards. But one notable Atlanta player and uniform was rookie left guard Matthew Bergeron. But he only watched, and that served as confirmation of his status as a starter. The second round pick from Syracuse moved up after Matt Hennessy was lost for the season with a knee injury back on August 16th. Another question on the Falcons' offensive line is who will handle the swing tackle spot behind starters Jake Matthews and Caleb McGarry if Jalen Mayfield, who also played guard, doesn't win the swing tackle spot. The Falcons could look for help following the roster cuts next week. But now, we're on to our injury report. Falcons receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside had a 14-yard catch on the opening drive of the second half before limping off the field later in the drive with an apparent leg injury. Tomlin said the Steelers had no significant injuries. But in this game, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers who took the Atlanta Falcons to the bank by the score 
of 24 to nothing. Now we're on to our last story of the NFL offseason news. And this is a preseason game between the Indianapolis Colts versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Indianapolis rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson displayed flashes of promise, but also showed that there's much more to work on. Helping the Colts beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27-13 on Thursday night's game in the preseason finale for each team. But he is named the starter after the preseason opener at Buffalo. Richardson completed 6 of 17 passes for 78 yards and ran 5 times for 38 yards in the first half. The 6'4 passer was number 4 overall pick out of University of Florida. New Colts coach Shane Steichen helped Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts transform from a second round pick with the questions into one of the NFL's elite quarterbacks during the last two seasons as the Eagles offensive coordinator. He will try to do so the same when Richardson in Indianapolis. But I thought he did a solid job, Steichen said. He did some really good things and some things that we need to clean up. On the fourth drive for the Colts, Richardson showed flashes of greatness, hitting Kylan Granson in traffic for 17 yards. He put it only where Granson could catch it, Steichen said. But it was a heck of a throw. He twice avoided sacks later in the drive. And Richardson also was off target on several throws, most of which sailed high in the opening half. But I did see a couple of missed throws, a couple of drops from the team, Richardson said. We're going to continue to build on it, keep taking shots, try to find ways to click on all cylinders. Richardson also agitated Eagles fans by celebrating a touchdown by flapping his arms like a bird. I was just having fun, he said. I hope nobody takes it the wrong way. But neither Hurts nor any starters on offense or defense saw action for defending NFC champion Philadelphia. So the Eagles' backup quarterback, Marcus Mariota, completed one of two passes for 21 yards in one series. The Eagles thought they had upgraded a backup quarterback when they signed Mariota in the offseason. But the former number 2 overall pick struggled in the club's second preseason game against Cleveland, similar to his play against the Browns. Mariota's first pass against the Colts was high, but then he fired on target to Deion Kane for his 21-yard completion on his second attempt of Philadelphia's game-opening scoring drive that ended with Trey Sermon's one-yard touchdown run. That was it for Mariota, though, who finished the preseason for 17 for 30 for 164 yards and an interception and four sacks. Rookie six-round pick Tanner McKee the likely number three quarterback for Philadelphia, was 19 for 34 for 158 yards. Unlike Mariota and McKee, many of the players playing for the Eagles on Thursday won't be part of the 53-man roster that has been finalized by Tuesday. It's not as hard on me as the guys getting that news, Eagles coach Nick Sirianni said, but most of these guys that we're going to have to cut have contributed to the culture of the Philadelphia Eagles in the past four months. That's always a tough part. We know we have some special guys in that locker room, and not all of those guys are going to be part of our team in 2023. But as for Jonathan Taylor, the Colts still didn't have star running back Jonathan Taylor, who was involved in a standoff with the club after a contract extension. But he did not make the trip to Philadelphia, and that's going to really be 
detrimental to this ball club. But really, a shining star was Eagles kicker Jake Elliott. He made a 59-yarder and a 52-yard in the first half. It's very impressive. But we're going to go to our training report. And for the Colts, offense alignment. Danny Pinter had a left ankle injury, and he was carted off the field after getting injured on the first play of the second half. Linebacker Shaquille Leonard had a concussion, and he did not make the trip to Philadelphia. But all in all, in this game, it was the Indianapolis Colts, who you guessed it, folks, took the Philadelphia Eagles to the bank by the score of 27-13. You don't want to go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with the NCAA college football segment. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. Much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just ripping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about cars. And I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken. Because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Welcome back. You're listening to the Night of the Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 The Key Attitude in Georgia. And now we're on to our NCAA college football segment. The LSU Tigers star defensive lineman will be missing the season opener against the Florida State Seminoles. The standout defensive tackle, Mason Smith, will not play for the number 5 LSU season openers against the number 8 Florida State Seminoles. A source told the ESPN's Pete Thamel on Wednesday, Smith's absence is due to a one-game suspension by the NCAA over an improper benefit, according to the Baton Rouge Advocate, which first reported the discipline. Although Smith cooperated with the investigation, the NCAA ruled him ineligible for the first game. The newspaper reported Smith will be able to return in Week 2 for LSU's home opener against Grambling. The suspension will delay the much-anticipated return 
of one of the Tigers' best defensive players. Smith suffered a torn ACL while celebrating a play in the first half of last year's season opener against Florida State. He missed the remainder of the season. So, in our next story of the NCAA College Football Recap is about the University of Georgia Bulldogs running back. He will be out for the season with a ruptured tendon. Next, Georgia running back Branson Robinson was the former number one ranked back in 2022 who rushed for 341 yards as a freshman. He will miss the season with a ruptured patellar tendon. Coach Kirby Smart announced on Wednesday Robinson suffered the injury in a non-contact drill at practice and it won't affect our run-pass ratio, Smart said, but we have capable backs. He was one of our better backs when healthy last year. We think he was kind of coming into his own. He was learning how to pass protect. He had a really good spring while he was going, so we were really excited about where we get ahead with him. He was explosive, twitchy, and could do some things in the pass game and run game that might be something that other guys couldn't. But Robinson had recovered from a turf toe injury during the offseason and was looking good in the recent days. But then Kendall Milton, the projected starter who rushed for 592 yards and 8 touchdowns last season, has been bothered by a hamstring injury during the preseason camp. And Smart said Milton has taken more reps of late, but still wasn't 100%. And Andrew Paul, a former four-star prospect who could add at the position, is coming off a torn ACL suffered last August. It'll be done by committee, like it always has. But Georgia, which is coming off back-to-back -back national championships and is ranked number one in the AP preseason polls, will have a new look at the offensive position, where former starting quarterback Stetson Bennett and former coordinator Todd Monken both off to the NFL. On Saturday, Smart revealed that Carson Beck Bennett's top backup will open the season as the starting quarterback against UT Martin on September 2nd. Mike Bobo, who played quarterback for Georgia from 1994 to 97 and has been an assistant on the staff for more than a decade in total, was promoted from analyst to offense coordinator in February. So there's a lot of moving parts for this University of Georgia Bulldogs team. Let's see how this factors in. But now, we're on to our last story in the NCAA college football offseason segment. And this is about the University of California naming their starting quarterback. So TCU transfer Sam Jackson V will open the season as the starting quarterback for the California. Coach Justin Wilcox said Thursday that Jackson won the training camp competition with Ben Finley and Fernando Mendoza and will start the season opener for the Golden Bears at North Texas on September 2nd. Sam began to separate himself recently. Wilcox said he is a dynamic athlete who can succeed in the passing game and by making def defenses account for its outstanding running ability. When your quarterback does both of those things well, it can be challenging for the defense. I'm excited to see what he does with this opportunity. But Jackson left TCU in January after getting only a handful of snaps to transfer Cal, where he got extensive practice time in spring football and summer training camp. He played in seven games for the Horn Frogs, and Jackson completed all six of his passes for 140 yards and ran 15 times 
for 79 and two touchdowns. So let's see what kind of decision they made if it was the right one at Cal by having Jackson as their starting quarterback. That's what will remain to be seen. We'll be right back, folks, with music news. You don't want to miss it. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worms' soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowcatcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, The Key, out of Noonan, Georgia. And now we're on to our music news segment. And our first story is about a legendary punk rock band's lead drummer doing something heartwarming for a fan. Next. Travis Barker made a young fan's dreams come true on Friday when the Blink-182 drummer made a surprise visit to nine-year-old blind drummer Grayson Roberts' lemonade stand and left behind some unforgettable memories. The special moment took place at the Dream Factory space in Los Angeles and footage of it blew up over the weekend after social media influencer Charlie Rocket shared it to his Instagram, noting that the business at Roberts' stand had been super slow earlier in the week. Rocket showed Parker waking up to the stands with the two pair of drumsticks in his hand and introducing himself to Roberts. The budding entrepreneur focused on his business, asked Parker if he wanted a cup of lemonade as the drummer offered a whole lot more. I brought you some drumsticks and I also brought some donations. I brought some money, Barker said, stuffing some bills into the donation jar and handing over the sticks. After Barker said he'd love some lemonade, Roberts asked if it would be possible for them to sing and play together, and he said, I would love to. A smiling Barker replied, no way. Roberts said in disbelief as he pointed to the spot where his kit was set up, you want to sing or play drums? With Roberts on the mic, Barker quickly learned the beat to Adam Jensen's 2017 anthem, Street Fight. As an adoring audience clapped, cheered, and shouted Grayson's name afterwards, it's truly incredible what the legend has done and definitely doing for the community. So, it's living someone's dream, making it happen. 
Roberts also shared a video of the encounter, writing, Thank you, Travis, for taking a break while filming your music video to come by my lemonade stand and allowing me to perform with you. It was so amazing, and thank you for letting me choose the color of sprinkles, because who doesn't love sprinkles? Blink wrapped the first leg of the 2023 World Tour on July 16th with a show at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena. The band will pick things up again on September 1st with a gig at the OVO Hydro in Glasgow. Scotland for a European swing that will keep them on the road through an October 16th gig in Manchester Arena. After that, they will swing into Las Vegas in late October for when we were young festival before moving on to the Australian and New Zealand in February and March of 2024. That's just a great story. Travis Barker, humanitarian community, great job. We'll be right back with our last segment of music news. You don't want to miss it. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. I'm pretty handy around the house but now that i have kids i don't want to spend my saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner but thankfully there's home advisor home advisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project you can read reviews of the pros check their availability and even book appointments online and what my wife loves most is that home advisor is completely free to use go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app to get started home advisor Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back. You're listening to the Night of the Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 The Key at Noonan, Georgia. And now we're on to our last story in our music news segment. And this is about two Hall of Fame rappers headlining for a free national celebration of a hip-hop concert next. Add another entry to the list of events saluting hip-hop's 50th anniversary. Rap legends Public Enemy and Ice-T will headline the National Celebration of Hip-Hop. The free concert and cultural event will take place in Washington, D.C. at West Potomac Park on the National Mall on October 6th through the 7th. Among the two-day events, highlights will be DJ Hurricane's Beastie Boys, tribute set with special guests. Also joining the aforementioned headliners will be performers Curtis Blow, Kid and Play, Soul Sonic Force, 
Roxanne Shanti, CL Smooth, Melly Mel, and Scorpio, The Sugar Hill Gang, Peter Guns, DJ Kevy, Kev Rockwell, Matt Skills, MC Sherrock, Busy B, Joe Ski Love, Positive K, Bougie Black, Mick Benzo, Gumbo, and Donald D. Additional artists will be announcing soon. Rounding out the celebration will be various activities including guest speakers, comedians, and public figures, as well as interactive events and exhibits. The National Celebration of Hip-Hop is presented by executive producers Nathan Parenti and Lauren Bazell of Chasing Live. They're working collaboration with producer Mickey Benson's The Art of Rap, which features Ice-T. We are honored to continue the celebration for the 50th anniversary of hip-hop against the backdrop of America's capital with a free event for everyone, said Public Enemy's Flavor Flav in a statement. Added fellow Public Enemy member Chuck D. Hip-hop is beyond not just a musical genre. It's a cultural movement that has been dominated through art, fashion, politics, poetry, academia, film, and every corner of the world for the past 50 years. This national celebration brings it all together in one place for the people, by the people. Noted Ice-T. We're coming to the National Mall itself to bring you authentic hip-hop for the 50th celebration. So it's very exciting what they're putting together. And VIP pay and travel packages will be available for purchase and sign-up for free general admission. And it started two days ago on August 23rd. For the event information, check it out today. Are you an unsigned artist that's looking to take the next step in your career? Look no further. Your time is now. Joint Empire Troop has come to your rescue. Owners Casey Case and Cameron Whitaker are ready to make your musical dreams come true. Whether you're looking to record your next track, compose your next project, or need help with mixing and mastering your existing music, we will always be here for you in your time of need. For more information, go to www.joinempiretroop.com. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. 
WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, home of Southern Sports and Talk, Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. Welcome back to the 90th Crowd Croucher with Corey Bank on 99.1 WQEE. Thank you, everyone who is listening tonight. Thank you, WQEE. Everyone, get home safe, have a great night's sleep, and we'll see you next week.